0: Praise the Lord and greetings to each of you today. This is David Kellogg, Associate Pastor at Spirit and Truth Worship Center. So glad you're with us, and I'm very thankful that you're tuning in and listening to our podcast again today. Hope you're doing great, having a blessed day, and living in the joy of the Lord. For today's devotion, I want to read a scripture from Psalm 66, and it says, For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laid affliction upon our loins, thou hast caused man to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. Today I'm going to share with you a devotion on a thought that I heard preached recently called the wealthy place. When circumstances get bad, like they are now with this coronavirus, or situations happen in in your life. Coronavirus isn't the only bad thing that's happening in the world right now. People face terrible circumstances and situations all the time, like divorce or a lost child or something like that that's devastating. And you really only have two options of how you can respond. You can either become bitter and critical, or you become better. And you become better at praising and worshiping God and you grow through the experience. God took Israel from bondage, from the furnace of affliction, and he took them through the wilderness to the wealthy place. The wealthy place is what everybody wants to focus on. Everybody wants blessing. Everybody wants wealth. Everybody wants prosperity. But that really isn't the issue or the point of this scripture here. Because the path to the wealthy place is the real issue. The path to the wealthy place is the real issue. The wealthy place is simply the place God had in mind when he started working with us to get to that place. But because he's all wise and he's all knowing and he's all powerful and he's everything, he knows the path that we need to take because he knows what is in us you ever thought about how great the prophet Elijah was? The great prophet Elijah. Yet God God stuck him in a poor widow's house in Zarephath, a very humble place. He, he wanted, Elijah wanted to get out there and do great things and great exploits for God, like he did at Carmel when he f- called fire down from heaven and the prophets of Baal were destroyed. But to get to a Carmel, it required a Zarephath. And sometimes God, in his wisdom, he puts us into humbling situations that we don't like. But it's the path to the wealthy place. Let me read some scriptures to you here today. Job 36 verse 29 says, Can any man understand the spreading of the clouds? We're we're in a cloud cover everywhere right now. Financially, emotionally, unemployment, is higher than it's ever been since the Great Depression. You name it, there is a cloud covering over our nation and over our world right now. But can anybody really understand it? And Job says, For the God who is all-wise and all-knowing, whose paths are perfect, yet He spreads the clouds. And once He spreads the clouds, you have to walk in darkness for a period of time. You can't walk in light. Because he puts out a cloud. The sunshine is still there behind that cloud, but you can't see the sunshine. You can't feel the sunshine. And you may may walk in what feels like a time of, of darkness or cloud covering in your life. Job 36, 27 says, do you know the balancing of the clouds? He makes it rain. Then he makes the sunshine. And then he chooses to block the sun and you have to walk in darkness. Why? Why does he do that? because it's in the dark places where you find out how strong your faith is. Let me repeat that. It's in the dark places where you find how strong your faith is. Someone once said, a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And if God has put us into a dark situation, he is trying to to develop us, just like pictures, photos in a dark room that have to be developed. That's exactly what happens when we're put in those cloud covering places, those dark places in our life. Don't ever believe what the enemy of your soul tries to tell you. Oh, you're going to be destroyed by this. You're going to go under because of this. No, no. Bad situations are not designed by God to destroy us, but for us to make discovery in our lives, and for us to develop in our spiritual walk, and in our character, and in our life. Because circumstances are simply catalysts that develop character. God is more interested in godly character in you than in any just about anything else. He's more interested in character than the ability to preach, or the ability to sing, or teach, or anything like that. Building character is what is most important. So in this situation, we read in Psalm, we read in Psalm 66 where it says that God led them to a wealthy place. Guess what the process was? It says he brought them through the fire and then he brought them through the water and they had to go through both. It's like a farmer reaping a harvest. You, you can't just have a season of rain or a season of fire. You have to have months of rain and then months of sunshine for the harvest to be produced. And God in his wisdom allows craziness like what we're going through right now for something beyond what we understand. Why? Because there's a harvest coming up. We're heading towards the wealthy place. And remember, the wealthy place is the place God had in mind when he first called us to walk with him. I've heard it said that you can only advance by adversity. You only get strength from struggle. Circumstances are the things God uses to develop us. Resistance is what produces strength and power. Weightlifters build strength through the weight they lift. The more the resistance, the stronger the muscles become. Because when you lift weights, it literally breaks the muscle down. And then it creates new muscle and makes you stronger. So when God puts us in something that is resisting us, it's not to ruin you. It's to develop strength And character and the divine nature of God we may be in dark times right now yet the scripture says he knoweth what is in the darkness and light dwells in him hallelujah he knoweth what is in the darkness and light dwells with him the light doesn't dwell with us he's the author of light but he said just to let you know You may be in dark things right now. You may be in cloud covering right now, but he knows, the Bible says, what is in the darkness. Then you go over to the book of Job again, where he says, and God setteth an end to the darkness. Hallelujah. Don't ever believe that hell is in charge of light and in charge of darkness. Remember the Lord when he rose from the dead? The Bible says he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That means Satan doesn't even have the keys to his own house. So don't listen to what the enemy says about what he's going to do to you. When God gets ready to end the darkness, he can end it in a split second. Exodus 20, verses 18 through 21 say And the Lord came down on the mountain, and Sinai shook with a great thundering, and there was lightning. And there was thunder, and the people became terrified. The Bible says they removed themselves from the mountain. And watch this. It says, Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Did you catch that? Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. He was in the darkness. So it doesn't matter how thick your darkness is. God is in your thick darkness, and he knows what to do, and he knows how to help you. You know, sometimes when the Lord allows situations in our lives, all we can do is ask questions. But remember this, Job said, I have kept his way. I have esteemed his way better than my natural food. I have not varied, but he says he is of one mind, and who can turn him? For the thing which he has appointed unto me, that will he do. And many such things are with him. So if you can accept this today, if you can understand that your incident is not an accident, it's an appointment. God has appointed that situation in your life. Why? Because he's going to help you discover how small, how little, how spiritual, whatever you really are. And you're going to experience revelation of how great he is. Because after Job went through all of that stuff, he said, I put my hand on my mouth because I was talking about stuff I didn't even understand. You're so great and so majestic, Lord. I I repent of everything that I said. God wants to bring us to the place that we see how great he is, how how insignificant we are in ourselves. Yes, we have value and worth and preciousness in the sight of God, but in ourselves, we are nothing. The Apostle Paul, after his conversion, absolutely devoted his entire life to preaching and teaching the gospel. And what did he get in return? Half of his ministry was spent in prison. And that's where he wrote his letters to the New Testament churches. See, remote evangelism that we're experiencing right now isn't anything new. Paul experienced that for a majority of his ministry to the New Testament churches. He, and he used the only method of remote communication available at the time when he wrote these letters from prison. And while that may have been frustrating and seemed unfair that, that Paul couldn't be with them in, prison, uh, in person like he wanted to, if he hadn't written those letters, we wouldn't have half the New Testament that we have today. See, God had a purpose that was bigger than the circumstance. He didn't understand it, but he had faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the purpose was bigger than the circumstance. So be encouraged today. Be persuaded today that as Paul said, neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor things past or present or things to come, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. You may be in the dark place, but God knows the end. And if you will be faithful, and you will faithfully serve the Lord through the situation, he will bring you to the wealthy place. Amen. Let let me pray with you today. Lord, we thank you for your power. We thank you for all-knowing your ability to see beyond everything. Lord, help us to just relax and put our trust in you. Help us to put our faith in you, Lord, to know that even though we may be walking through a valley, through a a shadow of death, through a dark place, through a a cloud covering, there may be fear that's trying to take hold of hearts today. There may be anxiety and depression. But I, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would release your people from all of those things today and that you would put a hand of protection on us, God. Help us to see there is a process that you're taking us through. There's character that you're building, that you're at work, God. You are not. You have not lost control. Lord, through all the questions and all the circumstances, God, you are in complete control. You've got a purpose that's greater. You've got a plan that's greater. And Lord, help us just to be thankful that we're part of the process of something greater than ourselves that we're, we're involved in right now. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that you bless everyone that has listened to this podcast today. I pray that you put a hedge of protection on them, their families, their home, their lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.